Praise the Lord, my friends. Thank you so much for joining this podcast, the podcast of D.A. Smith Ministries. It is my prayer that the word of God that you hear today will bless you, empower you, and encourage you. Listen in to the word of God as it is taught and or preached and enjoy this podcast. God bless you. Praise the Lord. This is certainly the great day, a great day that the Lord has made. And we are thankful unto him. We bless him. We praise him. We magnify him because we have this opportunity to give him the glory and the praise. I don't know about you, but the Lord has certainly been good to me. He has uh, been gracious and kind, and I'm thankful unto him on tonight. Uh, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, tell me where would we be? And we just thank God tonight uh, for uh, 
things being as well as they are in a time where there's so much uh, uh, calamity and so much going on in the world. Uh, not all bad, but there is some positive change taking place. In everything, give thanks. That's what the word says, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Before we go into the word tonight, I just want to reiterate some of the announcements you heard at the beginning of our service tonight. Uh, Men's Day, Father's Day is coming up. And so we want you to be uh, prepared and ready uh, for that day. Uh, just like we did our mothers, we extend the invitation to you if you want to honor your father on Father's Day. We don't want to leave our fathers out. Uh, so certainly you can send your tributes in in the same manner in which you did before. You can email to prayer at stlouischurch.org uh, or you can send them to us uh, directly um, and we can get those uh, tributes out on in during our men's day service where our guest speaker would be uh dr brandon davis of warsaw he's a dynamic speaker a good uh brother friend and so we want to um uh, be ready for that day and uh, let's not forget that uh this sunday at 9 45 a.m we will have christian education the lord say the same i will be teaching uh, on nine, at 9.45 this Sunday. And then, of course, we'll go into our worship service at 11 o'clock. Now, tonight, uh, the Lord has blessed me with enough strength and uh, enough uh, energy tonight to be able to uh, go forth with a Bible lesson. And so I'm thankful for that. Um, if any of you have had any type of surgery procedure, you know, it sometimes takes a little while to get back on your feet, but we are well on our way. We're well on our way. I'm doing my best, uh, to adhere to the, um, restrictions that I have and not overdo it. Um, but when you're working for the Lord, it's hard to sit, sit still and sit down very long. I want to, um, night continue our discussion uh that we have started in our series however we are going to um go in a different vein of it if you will we're going to continue about talking about thriving in unprecedented times because that seems uh to be our focus the lord started us out at the beginning of the year and we were talking uh about you know being like Jesus and the characteristics of him. And we were going on with that. And and then uh, we had to change our course. And that's all right. That's fine. Uh, because we are right where we need to be. And tonight I want to talk about uh, thriving in unprecedented times and the importance of community. The importance of community. The importance of of community lord help us tonight as we go into your word i pray you give us understanding give us clarity thought open up our hearts our minds give us understanding in jesus precious name we thank you lord amen the importance of community i want 
you to write that word in the comments. Type that word in the comments. If you're taking notes tonight, I want you to uh, put that word down because that's going to be the word of this lesson um, in which we're going to draw our lesson from community. Community, the importance of community. And I want to begin at 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, beginning at verse number 10. That's our base scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse number 10. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 10. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. This is this is an appeal. This is uh, Paul saying, I, I really encourage this. I want you to. I need you to do this. I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the authority and the influence of him, that ye all speak the same thing. That you all speak the same thing, okay? And that there be no divisions among you, all right? That you speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, all right? But that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same Judgment. Somebody say community. All right. Listen to what Paul says. That y'all speak the same thing. You speak the same thing. All right. He did not say that you have to think the same thing. Didn't say you always have to agree on the same thing. But he says that you all speak the same thing. And that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Praise the Lord. Same mind and same judgment. We thank the Lord for that. So we're going to talk about this community. We're going to talk about this community. Community. What is community? Community is a unified body of individuals. All right. It's a unified body of individuals. It's a unified body of individuals. This is what Webster tells us. It's a unified body of individuals such as the people with common interests living in a particular area. When you think of community, you think of a residential area. You think of a town, perhaps. You think of uh, a neighborhood. This is our community. This is our community. But I want you to know that community is not restricted to that which is geographical. Community is not just restricted to that which is geographical. Community goes beyond that. Okay. 
Community goes beyond that. And so there's two things that we want to draw from from community tonight. One factor in community, and write this down, is commonality. Let me read that definition of community again so you understand. It is a unified body of individuals. Unity. It's a unified body of individuals such as people with common interests. All right? So from that we understand that community for there to be community, there has to be commonality. Look at a community, physical community. What's a commonality there? Most people live on the same street. Most people go to the same stores. Most people in a community, uh, they share the same experience. Okay? Where there's a com common interest or common interest, there can be community. Let me say that again. Where there uh, is a common interest or common interest, there can be community. Let me make it uh, more plainer and uh, more applicable. We as a church body, we're not just a part of the body of Christ as a whole. All right. But we are a community. We are a community. We are community. The church body is a community. All right. Church bodies, we share common interests. What our common interest is, number one, Jesus Christ. We believe he died, buried, was and uh, and was resurrected our common interest is the saving and conversion of souls our common interest is uh the healing of bodies our common interest is uh community outreach that's our common interest we are a community of people i'll go a step further so we could put it in a, a more natural uh perspective when it comes to race, for example, they would say African-American. Let's say we're African-American. I'm African-American. So they, I can say I'm a part of the African-American or the black community. Why is that? Because I share the experiences of other black people. I share the interests of other black people. Okay, we have things in common. There are some things that come with the black culture. That's community. That's community. And it has no, uh, no, it takes nothing away from any other community or race. It's just every community has their interests or has their experiences. Okay, so that's a key component of community, commonality. We have things in common. We have things in common. But now, we can't just say we have things in common. We can't just say 
we have common interests and say we're a community, but we don't go forth and embrace each other as a community, be it church, be it African-American community, what have you. And so let's look at the word of God and let's see the power of community and unity and how this all works out. And I hope this will help us get some understanding. I want to go to Acts chapter number two. There's power in community. Acts chapter number two. I want to go to verse number one. Acts chapter two, beginning at verse number one. It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, we were just here the other week with um, District Elder Dale Fair. My God, did he preach? Did he preach? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. <clears throat> all right. Remember, Paul said they got to be what? I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak the same thing, that there be no division among ye, that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind, same judgment. This sounds like unity to me. All right, Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with what? One accord. Where? In one place. Community. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. <coughs> as of a mighty, as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting filled all the house where they were sitting so they were all unified they were all together they were all in one accord they were all believing God for this thing they were all unified they were all had this common interest why we are here we have been given instructions from Jesus that we are to wait here and we're going to wait right here. This is our common interest. This is our common interest. Okay. Now, because of their unity, because of their unity and obedience, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house. I want you to pay attention to that. All the house. That's very key because we're coming back to that in just a few moments. All the house where they were sitting. It filled all the house where they were sitting. So, we understand that to have community, you got to have commonality first. There's got to be some common interest. There's got to be something that uh makes us similar we got to have some experience we got to have something that makes us come together because in order to be community we got to be unified we got to be unified we got to be one on this thing okay all right 
We got to be one on this thing. And so from that, and I can't stay long because I got to get you this lesson and then I'm going to move on this part and I'm going to move on to the next part. And then we will come back, Lord's will, next week and add more to it. Along with commonality, praise God, then there is communion. And both of these words you can find from uh, out of the word community. Look at the word community. You see commonality. And then you also see communion. Somebody type communion. Communion. All right. So. What is communion? Communion is, of course, we know it to be a, a Christian sacrament. Uh, we, most of us are very familiar that communion. We, we observe that it's Holy communion. It's, uh, something that we observe in the church. We also call it Lord's supper, but can I stretch your mind just a little bit and also tell you that communion is also intimate fellowship. Communion is also intimate fellowship intimate fellowship the early church in which we are reading about here in acts chapter 2 the early church they believed in unity community they also believed in fellowship they believed in unity which is a part of community and they believed in fellowship they believed in fellowship. And I want to finish up this short lesson tonight by looking at this in the word of God. Let's go to Acts chapter number two, where we are and go down to verse 42. And we're going to go through these uh, few verses and see if we can get a better understanding of community and communion. Community is important. Community is important. Why? Because you cannot do this by yourself. There's so many people right now that are trying to be Lone Rangers. There's so many people that are trying right now to exist on their own. There's so many people right now that are trying to uh, function on their own. And it benefits you uh, uh, less to try to do it on your own when you can have community you can have community you you can have the experience and share the commonality of your brother and your sister and say we can join forces together and make something happen we can join forces together and and what i don't have praise god uh you may have and what you uh may have i don't have we can put our resources together thriving in unprecedented times okay the importance of community verse number 42 <clears throat> and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine that which the apostles had taught 
praise God, and the uh, apostles got their teaching straight from Jesus. All right? That is the only doctrine of the church. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and what? Fellowship. That's key. Because communion is what? Intimate fellowship. The church continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And what else? And in breaking of bread. Now, that's not hard for us because you know I like to eat. They continued steadfastly in, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And in prayers. There's a spirituality that part that comes with communion. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're not going to just, we're not going to just uh, sit around and shoot the breeze. We're not going to just uh, run from here to there and yonder and, and sit around and gossip. But we are going to get together and we're going to pray and pray until things change. We're going to pray until God intervenes. We're going to pray until you be healed. We're going to pray until deliverance happens. I'm in this community with you. And, that, and we're going to pray that God meet every need in your house. We're going to pray. You, I, my faith is going to link up with your faith. Hallelujah. And where two or three are gathered together in his name, he shall be in the midst. Somebody give God glory right there. He shall be in the midst. All right. So they continued in breaking of bread and in prayers. And verse 43 says, and fear came upon every soul. <laughs> See, the thing about community and the thing about uh, uh, the prayers, the, it has influence. Community has influence. When other people see you, when others see how united you are, they can't help but wonder, what is it about you? What is it about that prayer group? What is it about this group? What is it about them that uh, everybody in there seems to be always cheered up and always joyful? What is it about them? You know what it is? We pray. And, and that illuminates and it causes people to wonder, how can I be a part of that? And when I need uh, to get in on that. And so fear came, verse 43, upon every soul. And many signs and wonders were done by the apostles. <laughs> but it was the community work that broke the ground. So by the time the apostles got involved, praise God, the, half the work had been done. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 44, and all that believe were together. Look at this. Listen to this. All that believed were together and had all things common. Somebody type again. 
community. All that believed were together and had all things common. Had all things common. All that believed were together and had all things common. Verse 45, and sold their possessions and goods. Somebody said, oh, hold on now, Pastor Dan. You're going too far. Wait a minute. I, with you with the, <laughs> I was with you with uh, the community and the uh, commonality, and I was with you with the praying and the breaking bread, and I was with you with all of that. But now you're talking about selling my, uh, my possessions and goods. Wait a minute. You're going too far. You've been, you've been shut up in the house too long now. You're starting to talk out. Outside of your neck. No, wait a minute. It sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. This simply saying that they gave. They helped each other out. That's, that's, that's all that verse is saying. They did what they had to do to help their fellow brother. They helped their fellow sister. OK, if it meant they had to sell their possession and good, praise God, to make sure uh, that somebody else had in the community. Nobody went without. Nobody went without. But too many times in the body of Christ, in the community of body of Christ, in the community of our churches, it's me, mine, and nobody else's. Me, mine, and nobody else's. If I go up on the ladder of success, I'm not looking back down to see if there's anybody else I can bring up with me. God help me tonight. You find your own way like I had to find mine. That's not the mentality of community. The mentality of community does not say I had to work for mine. You work for yours. I understand that. But if somebody is uh, trying to do their best and just need not a hand out, but a hand up. Community says from the position that I'm in, I'm going to give you a hand up so we can both continue to go up. That's community. And in these unprecedented times, it is more most important that we join together. We may not agree on everything. We may not even think the same way, but we need to say the same thing. We need to say by him, by his stripes, we're here. We need to say that we are the head and not the tail. We need to say that we're above only and not beneath. Our speech needs to be the same. Our speech... We shall overcome. Our speech needs to be the same. Because where, when we put out uh, communication and when we put out, praise God, uh, dialogue that's in conflict with each other. Paul said, let there be no division among you. When you put out con communication and dialogue, dialogue that's in conflict with each other, that gives the enemy notice that this community is not really community. And he can come right in and just pull us away 
one by one. Verse 46, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple. Now this is key. Listen to this. They continued daily with one accord in the temple. All right. We know the temple is talking about equivalent to the church. All right. And breaking bread from house to house. Continuing daily with one accord in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house. Did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Now. There is a place. For the temple. There is a significance of the house of God that would never. Ever go away. If you like me, I miss. Being at the house of God. I miss hearing the choir sing. I miss. I miss the the fellowship in person fellowship. I miss all of it. I miss. The plates. That come at the church. Praise his holy name. <laughs> I miss all of it. But community says, yes, we'll go to the temple when we can. But because we can't go to the temple doesn't mean we're not community. We can make community right among ourselves. We are still a community right among ourselves. So we'll break bread from house to house. Now, I know we're in coronavirus, COVID-19, and we can't necessarily do house to house you don't really need to be doing house to house but the the concept is i can still be we can still be community in small groups in small cell groups if it's on a prayer line if it's on a bible study line if it's just two or three uh on a prayer call we can still have community if it's one person going to get groceries for two or three houses, it we can still have community. You understand what I'm saying? We can still have community. And then when the time comes, we can still have fellowship one with other. Uh, it should not be that the only fellowship as community that we have is at the temple. God is showing us right now. He's showing us right now. That it may be a time even to come where you can't get in the temple for an extended time. But that does not mean you can't still have communion and fellowship one with another. He says, but you got to have a singleness of heart. You got to have uh, uh, the mind to be on one accord. And so tonight. Let's just let's just ponder on this for a little while as I come to a close. The importance of community, the importance of community. We established what community was is having common interests, common interests, common interests. OK, 
And we pretty much know that most of us as Christians, we have already have a common interest as church members. We already have a common interest, even as um, whatever your race. But I can speak for myself, me and other African-Americans, we have common interests. Whatever your community is, you have interests that is common. That is common. That is common. It's, it's common interest. Okay. All right. You share same experiences. You share the same. Uh, sometimes you've gone through the same things. You live through the same things. Uh, many times you were raised in the same fashion. I can share some things with you right now with the way I was raised. And you would say, oh, Lord, my mama did just my mama did me just like that, too. I was thinking the other day um, I was reading something <clears throat> about something that a child had done. And I said, Lord, if I had done that when I got up off the floor, I'd have known not to ever do that again because I would have really been knocked down. But <laughs> but that's a part of our raising that we had that. You don't you don't talk back. You don't do certain things to your elders and say certain things. And so uh, that's a part of our experience. You say, yes, ma'am. Uh, no, ma'am. You don't talk when grown people are talking. You don't interject your little two cent in their conversation. That's what we were taught. That's part of our experience. That makes us community. Now, as body of Christ, of course, we know our first interest is Jesus Christ, saving of souls. Our vision in our church is to minister to all mankind <clears throat> holistically. Whatever we can do in any way, naturally, that's our common interest. Okay? And so to achieve this as community, we have to be of the same mind. We have to be of the same judgment. We have to fellowship. Get to know each other. Get to know each other. A lot of times, and we'll get more into this in the next lesson, if the Lord says the same. A lot of times, our biggest error in humanality is the failure to know one another. I feel like a lot of crimes and a lot of uh, things could be avoided if we just get the chance to know each other. It wouldn't be so much racism in this world if one race would get to know the other race and realize it's not what you've been taught or you've been thinking all along. I'm no threat to you because my skin is a certain color. I'm no threat to you. Because I'm tall or because uh, I walk a certain way. I'm no threat to you. I can be a friend to you. I can pray for you. We can read the word together. But we got to get to know each other. I can hold a conversation with you without cussing. But we got to get to know each other. We got the fellowship. Because if if we, at the end of the day, if you want to look at it 
whole from a, a, a bigger point of view, everybody in this world that is a human is a part of a big community, and that's the human race. We all bleed bl red blood. We all bleed red blood. If you hit me or I hit you, it's going to hurt. We all shed tears. We all experience emotional pain. We all are part of a bigger community. And no race has a right to say you are less than because you don't look like me. And even so more so within our own race, we don't have a right to tell someone else that's a shade lighter or a shade darker than us. You're not as important as I am. Or someone who doesn't make as much money or didn't go as far along as, as school as I as you did, that you're less important. We are still part of the same community. And we need each other. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's family. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. God bless you tonight. Be blessed in Jesus' name. It's now time to prepare hearts to give. But before we do that, if you don't know the Lord, please reach out to us. We have a phone line set up for prayer and those who would like to get more information on how you can become a part of the body of Christ. 910-300-6061. Dial extension number one. That's 910-300-6061. Option number one. God bless you. Until next time. In Jesus' name.